Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, and following my tools is one path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in couples counseling. Be sure to call me on the podcast Wednesdays and Thursdays from 4 to 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with your marriage questions. You can reach me at 303-578-0618. And be sure to follow me on social at Dr. Wyatt Fisher. Did you know that most couples wait four to seven years after problems begin before they reach out for help? At that point, at least one partner is hanging on by a thread. There's lots of resentments and lots of walls. Don't let that be you. If you're struggling in your marriage, if you're starting to feel hopeless, if you're starting to wonder if you're even going to make it, sign up for my ER marriage class. ER is my most comprehensive resource I provide for couples. It involves 12 weeks with me so I can show you step by step how to heal and recover and rebuild your marriage for the new year. If you want to breathe new life back into your relationship, if you want to resolve your resentments, if you want your needs to start being met again, if you want to fall back in love, sign up and enroll in my ER marriage class. It's starting January 22nd. You can go to my website, drwyattfisher.com, click on ER marriage class, and the link is also in the description. I hope to see you in the ER marriage course. The first thing I wish someone would have told me about is that the honeymoon phase won't last forever. What is the honeymoon phase? That's the phase in your relationship that's about the first year and a half when you're madly in love. You feel incredible. Your partner is incredible. Everything is incredible. Nothing could go wrong. That's how it feels in the beginning. You're infatuated with your partner. There's a lot of affection. There's a lot of sex. There's a lot of emotional connection. There's a lot of quality time. Everything is perfect. That's the honeymoon phase. That's what gets you into that committed relationship. That's what makes you fall in love and eventually want to marry your partner because you're in the honeymoon phase. But I wish someone would have told me that doesn't last forever because there's seasons of marriage. After summer comes fall. Fall is when things start to cool off in the relationship. Needs aren't met as well. Some resentment starts creeping in. Then comes winter. Winter is when there's a lot of conflict, a lot of unresolved resentment. Needs are definitely not being met. For couples who dig deeper and work harder, they go into spring. And spring is when the warmth comes back. You start falling back in love again. Needs start being met. You start resolving some of your resentments. So it's important for you to know there's all these different seasons of marriage. There's four seasons of marriage. And so you're not going to stay in that honeymoon phase forever. It's inevitable. It's just part of the nature of being in a long-term committed relationship. The second thing I wish someone would have told me is there will be times when you want to give up. Do you want to give up right now? Are you feeling hopeless? Are you feeling what's the point? of staying together in this marriage, in this relationship, I know exactly how you feel. I have felt that in my own marriage through the years. We've been married since 1999. So we've had a lot of ups and a lot of downs. And I can remember during those down moments during winter where everything inside of me wanted to get out. Everything inside of me wanted to divorce. And so in those moments, you have a choice. And that choice usually comes down to, 
Am I still willing to work at this? Is my partner still willing to work at this? And if the answer is yes to both of those, don't give up. Dig in deeper, work harder, focus on the relationship, reach out for resources, do whatever it takes to improve your relationship, but don't give up. But it's normal to have times where you want to give up because relationships can be hard. They can wear you out. You can start feeling helpless and hopeless. And when we feel that for a certain amount of time, we naturally want escape. We naturally want to get out. But that's where your commitment comes in. You committed to your partner. You committed to them to be in there through the good times and through the bad times. So as long as you're willing to keep working at it and they are willing to keep working at it, do not give up. Number three, you will hurt your partner and they will hurt you. I wish someone would have told me that. You're going to hurt your partner and they're going to hurt you. Most of the time, it's unintentional. They get distracted. They take their eye off the ball. They forget to meet your needs. Some of the times it might be intentional, but most of the hurts that happen in relationships and in marriage are unintentional hurts. Just because we get wrapped up in our own world and we, we get distracted and we get too busy and we often take our eye off of our partner and we stop focusing on what do they need? What's their top needs? How can I make them happy? So it's inevitable. I wish someone would have told me, you're going to hurt your partner and they're going to hurt you. When we were first dating and getting together, I thought there was no way I would ever hurt my wife. No way that she could ever hurt me. But guess what? We both hurt each other. When we were going through difficult seasons, we had vicious cycles. Her behavior was hurting me. My reactions were hurting her. So we were hurting each other. And through the years, because of that dysfunction, we created walls to survive in our relationship. And finally, once we hit rock bottom and we started reaching out for help, we started deconstructing those walls. And underneath those walls were hurts, pains, things that we both made each other feel that was negative. So I wish someone would have told me, that's normal. You're human. You're imperfect. Your partner's going to hurt you and you're going to hurt them. The fourth thing I wish someone would have told me is that resolving and addressing resentments is paramount. When resentment starts creeping in, and it will, everything else shuts down. Your body shuts down. Your emotions shut down because you're behind that wall. Therefore, if you don't address your resentments, if you don't attend to the resentments, your relationship's going to get worse and worse and worse because the wall between you is going to get thicker and thicker and thicker. And so that's something I wish someone would have told me, that one of the most paramount things you can do is continually watch for your resentments and address those resentments. How many resentments do you have toward your partner? A resentment is a complaint. A resentment is something negative you feel toward them. How many do you have in your heart toward your partner? Maybe you have resentments around parenting. Maybe it's around finances. Maybe it's around in-laws. Maybe it's around conflict resolution style. Maybe it's around communication. Maybe it's around emotional intimacy or sexual intimacy. The list goes on and on. There's so many areas that we share of life with our partner. And because we're different people and we're imperfect people, inevitably, it's going to create hard feelings. And when those hard feelings are not addressed properly, resentment creeps in. 
when resentment creeps in, it's a poison. Resentment is a poison in your relationship. And if it goes unchecked, it will start to blacken and discolor your heart toward your partner. It's poison. You have to remove the poison in order to have hope, in order to start moving forward. So I wish someone would have told me that. One of the most important things you can do in your relationship is keep an eye on your resentments and continually address and resolve them. The fifth thing I wish someone would have told me is learning your partner's top needs and meeting them is critical. Do you know what your partner's top three needs are? I call those fillers. Do you know what they are? Can you list them off right now? A lot of people can't because they're not focused. They're not even thinking about their partner's top needs. Or if they do think about their partner's top needs, they immediately dismiss those needs because it's not the same as their needs. Or because their own needs are not being met, they think, why would I want to meet my partner's needs when my needs are not being met? So the question mark is, do you know your partner's top needs? In the beginning, you don't even have to think about your partner's needs because you're automatically meeting them and they're meeting your needs. But over time, when you're married for a while, when you're in a relationship for a while, we need to be reminded. We need to be educated on what our partner's top three needs are. Then you have to learn to meet those needs sensitively and consistently over time. And the more you do that, the more your partner is going to be open and receptive to meeting your needs. We all have needs. It's involuntary. It's part of being human. Your partner has needs and so do you. The question is, do you know their needs and do they know your needs? And how much effort are you putting into meeting those needs? The more effort you put into it, the better you'll get at it. This is why I developed my app, Keep the Glow, so that couples can communicate on their top needs so that they can meet those needs better. You will not have a good marriage unless you are consistently meeting your partner's needs and they are meeting yours. But remember, always meet those needs in a way that's also going to work for you. You never want to bend over backwards to meet your partner's needs because then it's not going to be sustainable. So have a conversation with your partner. What are their needs? And then talk about your needs. And then talk about how can we meet each other's needs more consistently. That's the key to having a good relationship. The sixth thing I wish someone would have told me about how to have a good relationship is be open to constructive feedback so you can grow. I wish someone would have told me that. Because when you're in a long-term marriage or relationship, guess what? You're going to get constructive feedback. But we're not told how to receive that feedback. And because we're not told, we receive it as criticism. We receive it as critiques. We receive it as complaints. And what's our human nature going to do? We get defensive. We want to justify ourselves. We want to act like how it wasn't our fault, how we didn't mean it that way. It wasn't our intent. And that's a shame. Because in every critique you receive from your partner, every constructive feedback you get from your partner, most likely there's a kernel of truth there. There's something in the feedback for your benefit on how you can grow, how you can improve, how you can become a better version of yourself. Now, it doesn't mean all their feedback is accurate because they may have their own issues that's getting triggered 
It may have been circumstantial. It wasn't all your fault. But more, like, more likely than not, every time you get some type of constructive feedback, there is a kernel of truth. And so your job when you get that feedback from your partner is to look for the truth. Look for the kernel of truth. Look for the slice of their feedback that's legit, that you're guilty of, that you can improve in. If you can learn, learn to have enough ego strength to be open to the kernel of truth in their feedback, you're going to become transformed over time. Because now marriage and your relationship has become a refiner's fire. It's becoming a tool to refine you into a better person. And that tool is your partner's feedback. So your goal when you get feedback is to think about what is the kernel of truth in this feedback for me? What am I guilty of here? How could I get better? That's what I need to own. And that's what I need to improve in. So those are six things about relationship I wish someone would have told me about. Number one. The honeymoon phase won't last forever. Number two, there will be times when you want to give up. Number three, you're going to hurt your partner and they're going to hurt you. Number four, resolving and addressing resentments is paramount. Number five, learning your partner's needs and meeting them is critical. And number six, be open to constructive feedback so you can grow. Thank you for listening to The Dr. Wyatt Show. If you enjoyed the episode today, be sure to share it with one other person to spread the message of hope for marriage. Also remember, your partner is the expert on how you can improve. Ask them for feedback and then make some adjustments to improve your relationship. Take care.